Hello, superheroes, and welcome to season two of the Superhero Academy podcast, where we sit down with everyday superheroes and dissect what makes them successful. And well, who better to speak to than Joel Brown from Addicted to Success, who is an amazing, amazing person from the land down under, inspiring people from around the planet to step up to their highest self, to step up into their greatness, to step up and make a difference and an impact through their lives and businesses. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I thought it was enormously insightful and Joel had so much to share. He's incredibly passionate and well, hopefully that passion bleeds on to you. Oh, and if you wanna to listen to the episode, make sure to click the links in the description and all that kind of stuff. And don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, all that crazy good stuff. Make it happen. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe anything is possible? Now let me ask you it differently. Do you believe you can achieve anything? Do you see a disconnect between these two statements even for a moment? Let me tell you how I close that gap in one simple yet life-changing step. A few years ago, while hiking the Great Wall of China, I accomplished a dream of mine I had written down in an old journal some years back. Walking that wall felt like a giant check mark in the scattered list of amazing things I've always wanted to achieve in my lifetime. What I realized in that moment was that I had a huge list in my mind, but I had no true action plan to making it my reality. And then it hit me. The simple step to achieving the dreams that I wanted to see come to life is that I needed to make them a conscious reality. In that moment of clarity, I sat down and wrote what I now call the impossible list. What I wrote on the impossible list are the dreams I am committed to seeing through in my lifetime. What you write on your impossible list will be the accomplishments you're remembered for forever. Sometimes life feels like a journey, a race of sorts, but it's strange how many of us run the marathon of our lives without knowing where the finish line is, let alone where some of the checkpoints might be along the way. So the question is, what do you want to see come to life in your journey? I'm challenging you to take the initiative to see your deepest passions come true. So what impossible challenges will you tackle and make your reality? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and superheroes of the world, and welcome to another edition of the Superhero Academy podcast. So excited, so much going on, um, and just so much is bubbling around the planet right now that it is just, I can't even, I can't even fathom just how amazing everything is going. And so today, though, we've got a very special guest in Joel Brown, who I would assume is addicted to success. And... Obviously, he's built a brand, uh, which I'm going to link in this description below, of course, in the show notes, um, called Addicted to the Number Two Success.com. It's a huge website that has been motivating and kind of bringing out the fire and passion in people for, for quite some time now. So, uh, thanks, Joel, for being a guest on the podcast. Mark, thanks a million for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. So, Joel, I mean, Obviously, you know, this brand started out and this is this is kind of carrying your career and your lifestyle uh, forward today, but I want to dive a little bit further back. I want to I want to know a little bit more about 
your journey. I want to hear about the rise between, you know, where you were, you know, maybe a couple of years ago and where you are now and, and kind of, did you ever anticipate that addicted to success would be where it's at at the moment? No, never. If you told me five years ago, I'd be where I am today. I would have called BS. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. Um, and I mean, you know, I had a rough idea that, uh, you know, I'd be doing good things or big things, but I know on this level, you know, and I think I can really say that we have a great community around what we do and that makes such a big difference. When you've got other people involved, when you don't make it just about yourself, that's when the energy comes alive. Uh, and that's what we've done with Addicted to Success over the last nearly, we're going on five years now. Wow, that's amazing. And so how, like, I mean, talk to me a little bit about those those beginning days. I mean, when before addicted to success you must have had a job or you were maybe you graduated out of school maybe you dropped out like tell me a little bit about your backstory what led you to actually even creating it in the first place yeah yeah great question so i had left the music industry i was kind of in limbo with what i was doing with my life i was reading tony robbins books uh brian tracy tr vecca just trying to work out you know what my purpose is and where i'm at really and how i can self-develop to become more and I was asked to work in a sales job uh, that I used to work for uh, back in the day. And uh, anyway, I went back to this job. I did really well. I excelled. I got promotions, worked my way up the corporate ladder. And I had the opportunity to actually go into a workshop, a sales workshop that the CEO of this company I was working with at the time uh, had arranged between uh, a few people in, in the sales team and Jordan Belfort, who was the Wolf of Wall Street, the original mm -hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was great because he really just challenged us within that workshop to really cast our visions and find our strengths and align that with what we're passionate about. And he just really got me thinking. He asked a series of questions that really got me thinking about where I am in life right now, uh, You know, what are my plans for the future, and just to get really specific and really clear on what I want to uh, do to get closer to my goal and how I'm going to get there. And uh, yeah. It, it all kind of came together in that session and I had a good idea. You know, I'm good at computers. I can press all the buttons and suss it out. <laughs> I'm pretty cool in that area. But uh, I also had a very strong uh, interest in self-development. You know, I involved myself and I immersed myself in it every day. And I found that there wasn't any websites really that were doing it on the level that I wanted to do it at at the time. So I took advantage of that and just went for it. You know, just stay consistent, focused on quality and just uh, put my head down and just kept running. You know, and it, it paid off in the long run for sure. Well, I think that what you nailed there and, and what you said without saying it so specifically or so directly and emphasized is the the quality and the consistency of what you do. Yes. Right? And the, the quality and the consistency really is the magic formula for success, period. Right? Like I think no matter what your what you measure success in, in my opinion, it seems like it always boils down to quality and consistency because some people are really great at making really quality stuff but if they're only putting it out every once in a while then it's impossible for other people to follow and some people are really great at doing consistent work but that you know posting every day on Facebook or every hour or whatever it is but aren't able to you know kind of follow that up with really high quality material and then eventually it just kind of becomes annoying or it falls off on the wayside or whatever it is right so I mean, how do you find the right balance between quality and consistency? Like, you know, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people understand or are starting to understand more and more. Um, but, you know, is there, is there a trick that you have between, like, what, how, do you, 
how do you know what something is, is is a quality piece of content? Let's say, how do you how does that strike you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm in, I'm blessed to be in the online world with what I do with my business and with my brand. Uh, because what it means is that I have I can build a community around what I do, and because I build a community around what I do, I also get feedback from that community. Mm. So even if you're running a traditional business, like how can you get feedback, right? Because then you know uh, if what you're putting out is quality or not, and yep. you can also tell if it's consistent enough or not, just by the amount of people that are committing to your brand or your movement. So yeah, that's really my answer, man. Is is yeah, quality, consistency for sure. But if you can have a community, that's a third, uh, uh, you know, element that that would definitely uh, cater towards your success. Yeah, and a community that you listen to, right? You recognize that you are creating yeah. this content and you are speaking to this community regularly, and it's not about what you believe is necessarily the highest quality content, but also about what's resonating out there and on, you know, in the in the interwebs kind of thing, right? Like that 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 whole system of understanding that we are creating these things for others. Um, and if those others, you know, want a particular type of content or are responding to a particular con- type of content, you should be kind of mindful enough to be listening to that. So I would love to hear a little bit about your, your concepts of success. I would love to hear a little bit about, you know, um, because for me, I know success has changed over time, right? Like if you had asked my five-year-old self what I wanted to do and what, you know, maybe what my concept of success might be, I think it might be very simple. Um, if you had asked my 21 year old self, it would have been like conquer the world and make a lot of money. And, you know, and then if you asked myself today, I think it's, it's changed as well. It, it's, it's grow a community, find connection. Uh, you know, uh, it's more surrounding legacy, for example, what yeah. do you, how do you define success? Like what, what to you would be success? Like what, what to you would say, Hey, I am heading towards this my version of success, my version of uh, you know achieving my dreams. Yeah, look, my version of success is based off my highest values, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it's so subjective. Like everybody's definition of success is different. The highest uh, value uh, that I hold is self development. Right, I base my whole business around it. I immerse myself in it all the time. My friends are all in self-development. I talk with self-development leaders all the time. So self-development is the highest form. Uh, and you know, if I'm living a life each and every day where I get to do self-development or, or have the space where I have that freedom of not working a, a nine to five where I can have the time to just learn and grow, then to me, that's success. And I never got that. I didn't get that up until you know a couple years back. Uh, because when I first started addicted to success, my motivation was to make money, to leave my day job. Your values can change, right? Every human being has a set of values, and we have maybe one, two, or three as our highest values on that ladder. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that we're going to revolve uh, most of our world around. We're going to spend most of our money on, talk to uh, people about the most, invest into it uh, with with time and energy. That they're our highest values. So. It's really, uh, you know, when you when you feel like you're uh, living within those values, then you start to feel more fulfilled. And when you feel fulfilled, that's when you start feeling like, yeah, maybe I am successful. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's like I said, it's very subjective. You got to identify your values and then operate uh, accordingly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I think values come from from external factors to some degree, right? It's like they come from external factors whether it be, you know, how we grew up, 
uh, and, our, and our parents, whether it be uh, the groups of friends and circles that we hung out with um, throughout our life, and also who we admire, right? Who we look to in a moment of, of pain or who we look to in a moment to find motivation or strength. And I think that's what, I think that's the node that your, your whole platform and your website and, and your businesses have hit upon is that kind of that inner motivation that, that it's like a, it's like a place where I can go and I can, and I can read a very great article that kind of starts to light a fire in me that day. You know what I mean? I might've had like a shitty yeah. morning. It, it, there was something going on that I don't know. I was thinking about, or it was, too, it was too much in my mind. And then all of a sudden I'll read uh, a beautiful quote or an awesome article about how some really amazing entrepreneur pushed through some hard moment. And then all of a sudden, you know, it clicks in my mind that, wait a second, I just need to, I just need to pick, you know, pick myself back up and keep going. Yeah. Who do yeah, you yeah, yeah. turn to in these moments? Like, where do you find those motivations? Like who's, who are some of the mentors and people who have changed your life in the past? From a self-development uh, perspective, I'd say Tony Robbins for mm -hmm. sure. And what I do is I look for who is absolutely crushing it in a certain area and I take their advice. I don't take all of it. Like not every single thing that Tony uh, shares would apply 100% to me. But I take most of the advice that he shares because, you know, he's been there. He's been doing this for nearly four decades now. And, uh, you know, that I, I listen to the people that are really crushing it that are getting results I think that's what you need to do is focus and find those people that are getting results. They should be your mentors, not the people that say it based off somebody else's uh, teachings or or somebody else's lessons, not their own that they've actually lived. So, you know, I, I'm learning from these amazing people like uh, Tony Robbins. Um, I learn amazing business uh, lessons from Ty Lopez. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my friends, my friends that have been through uh, crazy adversity and they're sharing with me their experience I learn from that too so we can all learn from each other I can learn a lot from you you can learn a lot from me and I mean every listener that's listening to this right now uh, you know we if we all were in a room together we'd all have some pretty amazing things to learn from one another so I look at all human beings as uh, you know a, a form of inspiration in some way or another and I think we are all getting pushed or pulled uh, being pushed away from or pulled towards something and that's the whole pain and pleasure thing so i'm always looking for that like you know where are my pain points in my life what is my pleasure am i living a fulfilled life and am i living uh, operating by my highest of, uh, of values mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so how often do you like you know it must happen from time to time that uh, one of these pain points just pops in right and we're in this position where like we forget about the pain that we used to have and we were only are very kind of cognizant of the pain that we have today. And what I mean by that is like, we're, we're kind of, we're myopic in our, in our view. Like we, it's hard for us to, to look back sometimes and to remember and to look at something that was troubling us so heavily for, you know, maybe a couple of years ago that now we just kind of look at it and it's like, Oh, that's, that's so simple. So what, yeah. pains do you think actually allowed you to grow the most over time? Like what are some of the things that you used to maybe fear or, or kind of, you know, steer away from, you know, like for example, mm. for me, I used to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person with a very loud voice. I have a podcast, I do tons of videos and tons of stuff, but ironically, I was actually holding back from doing a lot of this stuff and holding back from my voice. Um, and part of that pain was becoming because of, I was listening to too many people's feedback. Like, 
I was listening to a lot of feedback when that was like, you know, at one point I was listening to no feedback and that was bad. Then I started listening to too much feedback. And then I, I started to psych myself out of saying anything of, of real value or material. And, and so that became kind of a pain point on two different ends. But now I've kind of feel like I'm pushing through that and my, my true voice and my, my real opinions are coming out in a much clearer form. So what are some of the pains that you've overcome, some of the trivial you know, moments and, and experiences that you've had in your past that have gotten to you, you to where you are today? Because I feel like anybody listening to this probably has some of those pain points too. And I'd love to hear how you, how you move past them. Yeah, so a couple within the business. Um, one would be before I started addicted to success, I was getting fed up with uh, being stuck in traffic for two hours a day, you know, one hour to work and one hour back just commuting in traffic, like wasting my life. And I did the math, it was like 10 hours a week, 40 hours a month, 400 something hours a year just sitting in traffic. And, you know, when you do the math, when you do the numbers, you look at it and go, wow, it like really shifts your perspective on uh, what you're doing and, and what with your time, you know. And I looked at that and to me, that was a lot of pain. Mm. That was a hell of a lot of pain. So, uh, my biggest thing was freedom. And I think, you know, I looked at money as a motivator, but I also meant that if I had money, I could have freedom because I wouldn't have to work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. uh, what I did find though was the, the payoff was I was in more of a creative space and I also was less stressed because I could wake up when I wanted to. Uh, you know, I was running my own business. I was self-employed. Uh, but it got to a point where that self-employed, uh, being in a self-employed bracket meant that uh, I didn't have as much freedom as I ideally would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I had to bring people on board and I didn't really do that until I experienced a lot of pain where it was like wake up calls of my uh, expectations of myself and the things that I wanted for my future were getting bigger and bigger mm -hmm. and I needed to really look at where I was at. I was too comfortable and it was starting to get a bit too painful because I was missing out on those things that I really wanted to get to my higher vision and I was going against what I was preaching to that I decided, hey, I need to make a move. And I was moved by that pain to go towards, uh, you know, my, my higher vision. So, yeah, they're the two things for sure in, in, in business. And then in life, um, being with somebody that uh, isn't all in with you, you know, and then me uh, still staying, you know, could stay with that or get out of it and, and move on. And even knowing that's painful, I'm shifting my perspective on, well, what am I gaining from this situation? And then moving forward. So, yeah, look, man, we have it in all different levels of our life. But it's good to identify what the pains are and then what the pleasures are and how can we uh, make them work in our favor to move us towards the direction that we need to go. Yeah, and we need to we just be mindful of them in the first place, right? Like mm. so many people experience the pain of traffic, for example, um, but then they, they pass it off as saying, well, this is one of the things I have to do, which is kind of the way that it needs to be. If I yeah, want they to settle. Do it. They settle. Yeah. And that's what I was about to do. Exactly. They settle. And so how do you, how do you know the difference between, um, whether or not like this is part of the journey or whether or not you're just being complacent and settling? I think when it goes on for too long, when you do start feeling the pain, <laughs> And uh, look, you need to reflect on where you want to be in your life, right? Because life can pass us by very, very quickly. And, you know, one year can turn into five years in a matter of, uh, you know, an instant, right? It's, it's crazy. Uh, just to look at, like, I started Addicted to Success nearly five years ago, and it felt like two years ago. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I just, you know, I put myself in the shoes of somebody that I is wiser than where I was. And I always just think, you know, what if I don't act now? And I, you know, I act out of urgency. Like all my, all the successes I've had in my life up until today uh, have all been based off the fact that I acted as soon as I came up with that idea or I acted as soon as I saw that opportunity. It's that urgency. Sometimes I didn't even know if I could do it, but I just did it anyway. Mm. And I pulled through. I came through. Amazing. You know, you can be resource if, you, if you're resourceful enough, then you will. You'll find a way. There's a million and one ways to make something happen. Absolutely. Yeah, you we, you, you got to be resourceful. You got to think about, you know, a creative way to get around a problem. And that that comes from intuition. There's no one trick to being resourceful. There's no one trick to to doing something like that. But what I can tell you uh, from my personal experience is that you got to stop and think. Because if you're going to just try and brashly move your way through it, um, you're going to find yourself that you're going to find that you're going to get burnt. You know, like I, I very much believe that we kind of embody some of the, the kind of the, I, I guess I want to say it's like the traditional views of, you know, different people have different vibes, right? And, and there's kind of different elements to the planet, whether it be wind, water, fire, and earth. And we all kind of, you know, we build teams that seem to have a balance of that naturally without us even knowing about it. And I know that for me, what fuels me is my fire. What fuels me is this reckless abandon of passion that bleeds and burns through me constantly. And I just kind of, I almost like put my head down and, and charge towards my, my dreams. But sometimes that leads me to missing some of the different elements and, and falling out of balance, right? Sometimes that leads me to like literally being addicted to success, addicted to uh, the, the vision that I have and fulfilling that vision that it actually starts to cost me something. It actually starts to throw other things out of balance. And I feel like maybe this applies to you. I feel like, you know, for a while I was like, oh, wow, like my platform's growing, everything's growing, uh, you know, my, I'm making more money, I'm doing all this stuff, but I didn't have like, I had a hard time, you know, scheduling a dinner with friends. Or I had, I was starting to find that, you know, taking the time to do uh, my morning routine or do some yoga which is not in the cards, or I just wasn't planning it properly. And I, I've lost a lot, a great deal of, of time, um, you know, being addicted to that success. So how does somebody like you, how do you deal with that? Like, I mean, have you ever found yourself out of balance? Have, and how have you corrected your, the, the course in that way? I go back to my vision. I go back to my vision, my values, my purpose. And my purpose is to be here to inspire others to, to follow their dreams, man. I'm blessed enough to be in a place where I know what my passion is. I took advantage of that. I have the freedom. And I have, so, I have people, countless people reaching out to me every week asking how they can live a life of freedom too. And, you know, it's, uh, it's great just to serve those people and show them that there are other opportunities, that the world is changing. You know, it's different to the world that we had <laughs> 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you know, like I think something like 20% of the jobs in the marketplace weren't around 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, so the world is changing, it's shifting. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's my duty with all the talents and the skills that I have and the reach that I have uh, to not only show others there's a way to make it happen, but to also give back in a way where it's uh, you know, giving back to people that are less fortunate, that don't have uh, the, the amazing uh, opportunities that we have or live in an environment where it's safe and uh, so abundant like, like we do in the Western world. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. So, how do you, how do you decide, like, do you have like a, a way or a, a method that you can maybe share with some of the listeners as to how do you decide where and which direction to go in certain cases? I mean, I think obviously knowing what we're passionate about and, and bringing it back down to purpose um, is important. But is there like a, a question that you ask yourself? Is there something that you bring forth that allows you to make that decision? Because I know for me, um, there's a pretty heavy one and it, it's kind of like the fundamental of my, of my mentality at this point. Um, but maybe there's one for you. It's just what would you love to be remembered for? Mm. And I also think as well, I think like, you know, one day when I have kids, I want them to say, you know, my dad really, really stepped up. You know, he really made something of himself. He wasn't, a, he wasn't just a, a, a talker. He was also a walker. You know, he went out there and made it happen. And, you know, I remember that quite often. I think about that and I just think, yeah, this is a driver, you know, to live an epic life and to show others that uh, this is living. You can live this. You know, if you really apply yourself and you align yourself with your, with your values and your vision. Mm-hmm. It keeps going back to values, man. It really does. Because that's where, you know, in there, that's where you find your purpose and your why. And it's just, it drives you. It's that internal motivator. You don't need to, you know, it's like a torch that's lit within. You don't have to light it from outside. You don't need any external form of motivation. It's all within. And then the how work its uh, way out, you know. Uh, it's, it's, you'll know exactly what you uh, need within you to be able to get to where you need to be. Absolutely. It's kind of ironic because like, you know, I think it seems like part of your platform has grown by ex- by externally by by essentially taking some of the things that have motivated you and externally pu- pushing that out there so that others can kind of find that spark and then catch it within themselves and and kind of have yeah. that fire lit within themselves. We, the, the 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 way I designed it is in a way where um, it shifts perspectives, right? It shows you, it inspires you by sharing stories of uh, people that are. Uh, fortunate enough to come across a great opportunity and take advantage of it and to become successful in different industries, different areas, but also identifies the areas where you may, uh, you know, have some problem points and how to overcome them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really, we're, we're focusing on the pains and the pleasures, you know, and, and it's what, you know, some people need to hear uh, from one angle and some people need to hear from the other. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people personally come up to me and ask me decisions on how, how I make, um, you know, how do I choose what business venture I go in or what client I work with or what way I make a decision. And the truth is that, you know, it really boils down to, um, like you said, my values, my, my purpose and my mission. But I start to ask myself um, this question and I'm kind of seeing the deeper shades of this question uh, come out in my life. And one of the things that for me motivates the hell out of me is actually fictional characters like Batman or James Bond or these types, right? For me, it's always been a motivation. Like it really has, and and it's just so fundamental. Maybe it goes all the way back to when I was playing with Batman figurines in my basement or something. Um, but the truth is that I ask myself the honest question of what would Batman do, and because that's it's kind of like asking myself the question not of who I am immediately in that moment, but who who it's like asking myself the question of who I want to be in the future as well. Right? It's like use the, use the language of the person that you want to be. Use the verbs and, and, and the, 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 the kind of lingo and the, and the lifestyle 
of the person you want to be and start living that right now. Start thinking further down the road, you know, the long game essentially, and then and bring that into today. And that to me is what the definition of sustainability is, right? I, you know, I, I'm involved in a sustainability movement with, you know, permaculture and, and you know, uh, eco-construction and setting up solar panels, all this kind of stuff, and we're building a school. And beyond, you know, the, the physical, tangible elements of what people traditionally see as sustainability, to me, that definition is long-term thinking. It's thinking and making a decision right now that allows me that in a couple of years' time even, that I'm going to be living that life of, of success and that those dreams later. But eventually, if you're doing this for long enough, that later is now, right? Like, I made decisions five years ago that would I knew would impact me today, and I'm living that decision now and all those little micro decisions now because of this long-term mindset. How important do you feel making decisions on a more longer-term mindset are compared to making kind of short-term gains or making a deal that says, hey, I'm going to make like $100,000 now off this one thing, but it's not necessarily um, you know, the thing that's going to lead you towards your vision. So for example, it's like basically it would be a distraction, let's say. How does that, how do you... You balance that out. I mean, there's there's obviously sometimes a need for making that short-term decision in people's minds, but really, if we're really thinking about the bigger picture and if we're thinking essentially about legacy, which is kind of what you brought up, how do we how do we make sure that we're we're not getting distracted by those short-term gains? You asked how important it is. Yeah, I mean, how important decisions. it is, and, and then how do you make sure that you're not getting distracted? How do you not get put, pulled away? All right, two words to answer that first one. It's very important, very important. Uh, and I go back to my vision, man. When you have a clear-cut vision on like what actually works really well for me is a 10-year plan, right? Because I believe that you, know, you can master something within that 10-year time frame if you hack away at it mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, you know, and, and to stick to your habits and, and, and focus on skills and really build your belief up in that area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, knowing what your 10-year plan is, reverse engineering that back to this very day and getting really clear on everything that you needed to do to get to that 10-year uh, end-all vision and keep going back to that. Keep referring back to it. When something comes up, go, is this going to serve any of the cogs and wheels within my the mechanics of the, the 10 year vision that I have in place right now, this 10 year machine, mm. uh, you know, that's really what, what, uh, is key. Uh, I just go to that man, because what you do now can affect your future, right? It affects your path and everything. And some things we have no control over and some things we do. And I feel like this is something that where, you know, it's, it's pretty crucial when you hit those little bumps in the road or those important, uh, decisions to make, you really refer back to that big and all vision. Don't lose sight of that major, uh, major thing, that big picture, uh, because we can get caught up in the minor things quite often. And it takes us away from what really matters most. Absolutely. I mean, it, it feels like you brought up a, a bit of a stoic uh, philosophy there, and I don't know how much you're you're accustomed to, to diving into that. I know it's a you know one of the one of the elements of uh, Tim Ferriss seems to be one of the cornerstones is is a, a stoic approach, which is control what you can control, right? Do you know, there's so many bumps in the road, there's so many, uh, you know, twists and curves down the path that we have no idea, even in our 10-year vision, that that would have come up, right? And there's just no way that I can even plan what's going to happen necessarily even tomorrow, 
right? Or even later today. I mean, you know, I've got a whole bunch of things on my agenda, but do they always play out the way I want them to or I plan them to? Of course not. And so what I can do, though, is I can control my response. I can control the way that I'm going to show up in every scenario. I can control the way that, you know, even if somebody cuts me off in traffic, that I can, I can either get angry at them or I can, you know, just let them, let them in and understand that, hey, maybe they're in a rush and they have to go somewhere. And, you know, every once in a while I've cut somebody off in traffic too. And having that mentality, you know, where you really are taking ownership of your response to things and not so much, you know, being caught up in what is happening around you all the time, like that is a, that is a powerful tool. So how does, how do you, like, where do you see yourself in this 10 year vision? Like, let's say, you you know, you started addicted to success five years ago. So let's assume that, you know, you had a 10 year vision at that point where, where are you along that path towards that vision? Like, what is the ultimate goal for you right now? What are, what are some of the bigger dreams and, and bigger, you know, boulders that you're, you're trying to kind of push up that mountain at the moment? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... 10 million monthly views on Addicted to Success. I'd be a multiple New York Times bestseller. Um, would have donated by the 10-year mark over $5 million to different organizations. Uh, essentially, uh, held at least 10 uh, worldwide events with Addicted to Success. And moved as many souls as possible. Really, that's that's the ten. I mean, I, there's some a number of other things that go into play, but I mean, I really focus on the majors. Uh, they're the major things, you know, that that I uh, have in practice and that I have uh, in my head, and I know, and it's kind of like my north star, and it guides me. Uh, and that's really, yeah, where I'm at, man. Living in Santa Monica, own a few houses in uh, Australia, and maybe somewhere else in the world, like Bali or something like that. But. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, the game plan for the ten year game plan. Obviously, I to have you know a huge team with A to S, uh, you know, a hundred staff or so, and mm-hmm. to really blow it up. Yeah, that's. I mean, so just the fact that you had an answer is huge because most. I don't think most people are asking <laughs> themselves that tough question. Well, I, pra- I I make it a thing to practice what I preach, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah, absolutely. That's it's why important. That's why we're, of course, it really is. Absolutely, that's why I think we're talking today. Of course, I, I, I mean, I can see that. Um, you mentioned something there at the end, and I think all those other goals are just you know, I mean, they're phenomenal in in so many different ways, right? I can see how your your goal is to inspire a whole bunch of people. I can see how you hope from that inspiration that you find inspiration to, you know, have that, that free life that you, you know, you can go and hop around the world and experience different vibes and different scenarios and different settings. Um, but one of the things that you mentioned there, I think is, is crucial. And it's not only the tribe of, of, you know, having millions of people being inspired on your website, but also having the internal tribe, your team. And over the last year and a half, I would say, I started to recognize that I couldn't do this on my own. I started to move from the solopreneur or the, the kind of founder mentality where I had to do everything and it was bootstrapping all the time and you had to like, you know, figure out the cheapest way to, to have that result or whatever it was to actually taking on the exact opposite mind mentality where it's like, I asked myself, okay, we need to achieve this. Now, how do I remove myself out of the process as much as possible and empower somebody to, who's super passionate about doing this particular 
uh, task or, or portion of the of the work towards this bigger these bigger visions. How do I empower them to do it? How do I create a team? You know, and I see it as a, again like a Justice League essentially like to stick with the, the superhero mentality. How do we make that come together? Um, so what important like how do you, how have you built a team and, and what does your team look like and how have, how are you planning on continuing to work with others? How you put, you know beyond you know collaborations that you do uh, you know like kind of like a podcast like this, but how how is your internal team growing and shifting and and how does that play a part in your success? I'll make it a thing to make sure they're a part of the vision. You know, we talk about it quite often and it's keeping them around inspiration and really uh, keeping people involved, setting them up for the wins because, I, you know, I find that when I was working my nine-to-five job, there were a lot of people that were feeling unfulfilled uh, and it's because they were doing maybe work that they weren't very good at. And when you're not very good at that, uh, you're not going to feel really accomplished. And if you're not going to feel very accomplished each day, you're going to feel pretty unhappy. And that's when, you know, there's a drop in productivity and so on, right? Bad attitude in the workplace. So I always make it a thing to check in with the people that are working with me and just to make sure that they're still inspired, that they're uh, doing work that uh, has enough of a challenge that they're growing, but they are also achieving as well. So that way they're, uh, you know, they're on their toes, but they're still happy. Um, so that's really what I do. That's what I focus on. That's most important. Uh, you can't do it all by yourself. I used to have a Superman complex. I used to think I could do everything by myself. And um, <laughs> and I did a lot, to be honest, man. I blew the whole site up to like nearly 50 million views by myself. But, you know, it's uh, I, I always think, you know, I could have gone way further if I just uh, adopted the whole uh, collaboration idea a lot earlier. So do you think that at this point – collaborating is kind of taking over competition and they, you don't have to be in the position where you are competing versus other people in your space, but instead recognize all I need to do is just me. Well, look, man, the truth is we're all, we are competing. Everyone really is competing um, because, you know, we're not here on this world by ourselves, right? There's, there's a lot of people in play, especially in, in, you know, some of the bigger industries, health, fitness, um, nutrition, uh, you know, even in the online space, the IT space, there is competition. You know, there's a lot of people taking advantage of the same opportunity. But what I believe is that there is way more strength, way more power behind a team coming together than just one person trying to pull in that that time and energy by themselves. It really is. And the thing as well is that we're all really competing for the same space. So I have a lot of people that come to me and they say, hey, you know, I'm starting a, a self-development website just like you and blah, blah, blah. I hope that you don't mind. Um, you know, and then they say, you know, it's hard because there's this other competition out there and they name a list of sites uh, that are in the same space that I am. And I said, look, man, at the end of the day, you're not competing with me. You're not competing with that website or this website. You're competing with the whole world because if your content that you put out is not entertaining enough, if it's not as good as a funny goat video or a cat like f falling down a drain pipe and then coming back out with a cute fluffy face on it or so just something like <laughs> funny or entertaining, then you lose, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You lose at the end, end of the day. So yeah, look, collaboration definitely trumps all. Uh, I would rather be in this space collaborating with success.com and entrepreneur.com and you know businessinsider.com and or whoever else, right? Because 
we're all trying to get the same eyeballs at the end of the day. Why not do it together? Why not tap into each other's channels and get that reach? And entrepreneur.com actually, uh, I signed a deal with them and we, we're in collaboration and everything right now. And, it, you know, it's working. It's, it's really working. I'm sending traffic to them. They're sending traffic to me. Uh, we're keeping it in rotation. And uh, I haven't lost. They haven't lost. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, that's, that's see, I'm happy to hear that because, like you said, we're, we're competing versus the world. What the, real, what the real competition is here at this point in terms of building a business surrounding, uh, you know, it's particularly online, is attention. Right, like everyone's a p competing for attention. That's what all TV shows uh, are competing for. That's what all you know, restaurants and bars and all that stuff. Are. It's all a matter of attention and, and grabbing people to come to their establishment or watch their show or you know consume their content or whatever it is. Um, and that's like you said, it's like there the entire planet is looking to kind of have you understand and know about what is going on in that space and. The only way forward, in my opinion, at this point, particularly now as, you know, Facebook and, and kind of all these social media sites sometimes are getting more and more strict on organic reach, more and more strict on, um, you know, just being able to build a page up in the same way that you could have done in the past. I think now more than ever, we are seeing a collaborative mindset actually starting to pay off. You know, some of the pages that are growing the most are doing things like share for shares. Or, or finding ways to collaborate in ways that help and mutually benefit both of you, right? So, for example, you, you're working with entrepreneur.com, that's great. Like, they have eyeballs that haven't seen your stuff, and you have eyeballs that haven't seen their stuff. And that's exactly how you're going to create a cross-pollination of, of, you know, an ecosystem, essentially. And yeah. I approach the online space as seeing it almost like a garden. And different things in a garden work together really well. Like, you know, tomatoes and basil, for example, planted next to one another, not only make amazing pasta sauce, but they also, they actually work together to, to fight off each other's pests, right? The bugs that are going to come and eat the leaves or something like that. And so yeah, why not allow that to, why not have to even apply that mentality to our business, right? Like, how do we just continue to recognize that, yes, they're, they're, we're all competing, but we can find some people who have a similar vision to us and we can find a way that if we we start to sync up and collaborate more um that we we can make that happen so yeah i mean that's it's a very interesting way yeah, of, you gotta look for the win-wins at the end of the day you gotta look for the win-wins exactly. i scratch your back you scratch mine exactly yeah it's that interdependence yeah for sure and i know that you're in uh, involved and, and most likely going to be involved in a kind of an upcoming documentary uh in the near future which I believe is called Rise Up, right? And is, I mean, it, what do you think that the undertone of this documentary is going to be? How how can people continue to rise up? What is what is going on within this space? And you know, to me, it seems like it, collaboration might be the way. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, look, I mean, there's a new uh, model of success with the world, right? And really. <laughs> It, it, it's based off contribution, uh, prosperity, and, and you know social ventures, and basically expanding with your networks to really have impact in the world. And I think that uh, a lot of people are still in the very kind of me, me, me mindset, mm -hmm. and we're, we're shifting it to the we mindset. What we can do together. So you know what we were talking about just before: the importance of interdependence over independence. Uh, the reach, the impact that we can have in this world because of you know the internet—that's a huge thing. Uh, this is there's going to be a huge shift, and you need to be a part of it. If you're not a part of it, you miss out. 
You mm-hmm. absolutely miss out, right? So it's becoming part of something bigger than yourself. It's it's expressing your unique self along with uh, a colorful variety of everybody else's unique self as well uh, in the process to bring the goods to the world that we, we all deserve, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, humanity can jump leaps and bounds if we all really worked with our strengths, our uniqueness, and combined forces, right? If we went Captain Planet on them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's really what we need to do, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this documentary. I mean, we have Tony Robbins, the Dalai Lama, uh, Tony Shea from Zappos, Blake uh, McCoskey from uh, Tom's Shoes, Ken Wilbur, Ariana Huffington, Jack Canfield, uh, a number of other amazing people. So, this is going to be a huge film. It's going to have a lot of impact in this world. I'm just so blessed and so grateful to uh to be a part of this project. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, uh, I've definitely downloaded a whole bunch of wisdom from you and I feel like my addiction to success is definitely rising. Obviously, <laughs> where can fi- people find out more about how they can connect with you, how they could support you, um, you know, where they can continue to find motivation that is flowing from you and your team? Where, where do people go? Is there, you know, any other places beyond addicted to success, anything you want to talk uh, about or any last words that you might have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So head over to facebook.com slash Joel Brown OZ for Oz, Aussie. <laughs> uh, you can check me out on uh, I am Joel Brown on Instagram and Twitter. And I am Joel is my website. And you see all the podcast episodes with all the amazing leaders and successful individuals on there. My YouTube uh, videos are on there in the video section of my blog post. And yeah, just be ready for this documentary. Uh, I've got a book in the works as well. I can't talk too much on that. But uh, yeah, some big things in 2016 that are coming up. I'm excited each and every day to, to hack away at the magnificent uh, opportunities that are in, in front of me. And I, I just really challenge you to, to get out there and, and bite the bullet and, and chase your vision down, you know, and run until your feet fall off and your face melts and you just <laughs> have no breath left in you, right? Just live full and die empty. Amazing. Live full and die empty. I love that. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. And all of you who are listening, don't forget that every comment, question, anything you have concerning this podcast or any other podcast is something that we would be happy to answer. And I'll make sure that any comments that I find in the description below or in the comments below, that I'll forward those off to Joel uh, to make sure that we make, you know, we, we, we continue to chat with you guys because we understand that your eyeballs, your attention, and the things that you have done to help us get to where we are is exactly the kind of the, the thing that's going to make you successful as well. And having these conversations, you know, continuing to, to inspire one another and to collaborate is the way forward. So thank you very much, Joel, uh, for being a guest on the podcast. And uh, to everyone else, see you next time. Hey, thanks for having me. See you guys.